Hello everyone, and welcome back to the sixth episode of Deconstructing. This month, community manager Megan Everett sits down with environment artists Brian Yu and Lionel Cregu as they chat about what it takes to design environments for a game like Warframe. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Deconstructing Podcast. My name is Megan Everett, and today I have with me... Brian Yu. I am an environment artist. I've been here for four years. And Lionel, and I'm also an environment artist, and I've been here two years. Ooh, very nice. All right, we're going to jump right into these questions because you can't see, but these two are extremely prepared for this podcast, more prepared than (laughs) even I am. One of the broader questions is, what exactly is an environment artist? Because I know you hear the word environment artist and you probably automatically assume literally environment, like trees, (laughs) foliage, or like an environment. So what exactly is an environment artist? Well, it depends on the studio, right? So, like, um, I used to work at DICE, and um, they have a term called world builder. So they do other things. They can do layout. They can do prop dressing. Um, At DE, it's a little different. So we basically do almost anything except except characters and weapons. We don't do large creatures either, but um, we do, you know, rocks, asteroids, spaceship interiors, you know, monuments. um, Spaceship itself sometimes. Mm-hmm. person. Yeah, we could do like a lot of different We've even things. done creatures. Pretty varied, right? Um, I've done two fish. He's done a couple of fish, I think, as mm-hmm. well. So, so it's, it's pretty broad. Yeah, it's a huge wide gamut of a lot of stuff. And how did you both get your start in environment art? I didn't go to school for it initially. Initially, I went to school. I didn't know what I wanted to do in university. Um, when I was choosing my university, it was more of a... I liked Photoshop at the time. So... I went to the university fair and was like, hey, are there any programs that have Photoshop in it? And like, hey, this one at Ryerson. I'm like, okay, cool. I'll go to something called New Media. <laughs> and it was new and nothing to do with the news. So I went through that. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of everything, actually, which kind of prepared me for this. It was like um, robotics, some programming, websites, motion graphics. And I chose 3D for one of the courses. Mm-hmm. And so I got my first taste there. And... I don't know, I just loved it immediately. Ended up graduating with my Bachelor of Fine Arts and then worked graphic design for a little bit. Got let go at my um, graphic design job. Scandal. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't <laughs> no, the don't best. No, don't say it, don't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the best, but yeah. And then from there, applied to Seneca for game art and animation. Got in eight grueling months and then got into um, working in the industry, but mostly from a professor or freelancing. Mm-hmm. And then... To cut the story short, ended up here. <laughs> here we are. Yeah. Lionel, how about you? Long story short, I used to... You can actually record it. It will be easier. <laughs> Long story short, um, I basically started as a character artist for many years, for about close to 10 years. And um, then scanning happened. And uh, it was not very challenging creatively. So I decided to go into environment art. And um, a recruiter told me, oh, I have a job for you in Canada. And I applied, and uh, that's how I got here. Oh. You've been all <laughs> over the place then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in Sweden and Spain and Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. All right, back to Warframe, now that we know your past. What were the first environments that you worked on for Warframe as a project? 
basically when I got into the studio, um, I got a pretty challenging task. They basically told me, oh, you need to uh, create some orc and fishes. I'm like, what is that? Oh, that was your first task? That was my first task. Wow. And, and I had to do the design Hoping and make the model. And it had to reuse the animations from the fishes from the planes, right? Mm. So it was going to have a swimming animation, like a wiggly tail or something, right? But Steve was like, I don't want them to look like fishes. I want them to look like creatures that process uh, coolant. I'm like, wow. So we're talking, sorry, we're talking Valus fish, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah like okay. from Venus, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and also there was this tier system where basically if you catch a rare fish, it's going to be having more ornaments. So basically I had to I come up with a system where, let's say on this fish called the Sinatid, for the people listening, they might know which one it is, it's rare. <laughs> mm -hmm. The crest is actually growing. So if you have a rare, rare one, the crest is actually very like long. It's almost like a circle, right? Mm -hmm. So that was tricky to make. So that's what I worked on first when mm -hmm. I got here. That's it. That's pretty crazy to be thrown into Warframe and be like, we're doing a new open world. Here you go. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you design you... some fish that don't look like fish. Yeah. <laughs> design yeah. some robotic <laughs> fish that aren't real and don't move the same as real fish. And... Yeah. Right. Brian? Yeah, for me, um, it's nothing that glamorous for, the, for my first time. <laughs> it was for the uh, War Within set or the, mm, um, the, the quest, quest anyway. Yeah. Uh, I worked on the Grenier asteroid set where there was like this giant door and you had to, during the gameplay, you have to stand there while the door is slowly opening or something. Right, yes. Yeah, and so I worked on that. And I also worked on the stone door. Um, I'm not going to have any spoilers, but it's in that quest <laughs> in the mountains. Mm -hmm. the stone door. I worked on that. And those are like my first two actual, hey, these are your own props. Mm -hmm. Start from scratch kind of thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Were there any challenges when you were thrown into that? that you oh, remember? yeah. Because I had to design the stone in a certain way because it had to have structure but also look like stone right and so the concept you're only given so much and you have to translate that into 3d and make it work with the environment and whatnot and at the time i didn't have a lot of experience with zbrush mm -hmm. which is a program we use for sculpting and modeling um, so that was probably the most difficult one i would say mm -hmm. yeah so you guys get to work on obviously a lot of things fish Doors, <laughs> many things. Yeah, I worked on a lot of doors at the beginning. Yeah, just like, the door guy. Like, yeah, one door, I was the door guy at the beginning. <laughs> it was one door, and I worked on like two corpus doors, the Grenier asteroid ship door, stone door, mm -hmm. and then probably like one or two more Yeah. at the beginning. Did you do friendship doors? No, I wish. I almost made, I mean, we could have made one in Cetus, but we scrapped that. A friendship door? I don't know, it could have been a friendship door. It was supposed to be a door <laughs> underneath the market that was a secret to Oh, stuff. instead yeah. we did the cave thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Gotcha. Yeah. No spoilers, kind of. Find the cave, oh, whatever. Uh, so what have you worked on that you are most proud of that you can remember on Warframe? Well, it's for me, like you're, the real jack broken fish. Oh, uh, <laughs> that yeah. fish. Okay, well, the real jack too. Yeah. The fish was... I'm going to look at this fish totally different now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the fish was like... It was a cool challenge, especially because Steve was like, okay, make me something that does not look like a fish. Every time I was like sending him like a sketch, mm -hmm. it was like too much like a fish. Like, Didn't you print it? <laughs> oh, was that another one? Oh, that's the other one. I'm, oh, okay. Yeah, so basically I'm working on a fish that I'm actually printing. Like it's going to be a physical 3D thing. printed. Oh, right, right. cool. Um, Is it like a Warframe fish? Yeah, but it's not in the game. So it's, it's one that I made in my spare time, but it's not. We couldn't actually squeeze it in because uh -huh. there's too many fishes in, you know. <laughs> there's never <laughs> enough fish. fish. What? Never enough fish. No, 
who knows, maybe we'll put it in at some point. It'll be yeah. for um, Fish Team 6. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. More Fish Team. But yeah, like the, the Railjack interior, because it was when we started like having conversations about what it was going to be and the style, um, the first question was like, how are we going to pull this off? So it's mm. like organic stuff. Nobody has made it before in the game industry. How are we going to produce it? Well, there's a reason why people don't make it. Exactly. It's there's hard. a reason. Because <laughs> it's extremely time consuming. It's because it's really hard. Um, and it's really hard because it's essentially automotive design. Mm -hmm. So you have a lot of like curves and flow and you know creases to catch like highlights and you know you work on like parts of the ship and then you put some other stuff and you realize oh it doesn't fit so you have to do a lot of back and forth a lot mm -hmm. of iterations yeah i would say like the the bar was really high and i'm i'm happy with what we delivered i think it's different mm -hmm. uh, i think it's something that people haven't seen like mm -hmm. a spaceship like that i think it's offering like a new kind of player experience and uh, seeing like the reaction of people like at Tenocon was really cool. <laughs> um, so yeah, definitely that one mm. for me. What about you, Brian? The same, honestly. It'd be <laughs> Railjack because I spent a lot of time on that. I think I spent was working on that for like a year to two years mm -hmm. on Railjack mm -hmm. and also the Cetus Fish. But for the Railjack, I think specifically in that space, it's probably the airlock room. I would say it was my favorite and and what I'm most proud of because we spent so much time designing it mm -hmm. and it was the Are most... Are you talking like the dry dock, like what you show in the dojo? No, no the airlock room in the actual real jack. Which room is that? Uh, like you think back to the demo, like... So you have a room in the back of the ship where yeah. it has changed a bit now. Is that where the cannon was? Where you shoot it? No, no, that's, that's the top. Mm. So it's like on the main floor, you go all the way back. Um, they showed it briefly. They didn't spend a lot of time back there. Oh, you is that where the could... resource things were coming in? The boxes? No, that's, uh, that's the, the cargo. cargo. God damn, this thing is huge! <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. It's, it's on the main level, though. That room. Out really, really cool. Like, it was yeah. very tight. Like, I wish we had the quality everywhere yeah. in the ship. Like, mm. it's hard to sustain, I think. Well, this new but... deferred rendering might be able to do more. It's more like from a production perspective. Like, ah. it take, it's very time-consuming. Like, you, you can see there's a lot of tricky curves and details yeah. and whatnot. Because mm -hmm. that area is so. contained, but then if you put it everywhere, it'd be too much, be too, too noisy, much, yeah. or too many curves. Mm -hmm. And at that time, it's like, eh, it's way too curvy. So, <laughs> way too curvy. Yeah, at times, oh, we, we had that problem too. We had to introduce more structural and more strict and rigid elements to kind of balance it. Yeah, it's like the mind of a an artist right there. Too curvy, need more ridges. Like I would have never, <laughs> maybe not never noticed it, but like never thought of that. Yeah. But you guys obviously have to because you're artists. Actually, Steve brought it up too. Like there was we because we in the channel we share everything with Steve and he has opinions. So sometimes Steve, like for example, he um, he's the one who said, "Oh, I want a window in the cockpit mm. on the side." Mm -hmm. He's the one who said, "I really want to see the exterior more." So we tried to cut it in and design it right. So it was the same for some part of the ship where he was like, "Guys, I don't feel it. It's too curvy." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know what? Like." It's hard to see what you're looking at to understand the space. Yeah, especially so. that lower area with your yeah. giant machine. Like I was like, oh, it's pretty cool. It doesn't make sense, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> and then he that's reworked like, that's it. Warframe. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's just like a sense. bunch of giant, like three giant holes that looks like I don't know. You could do anything there. And then I was like, hey, or, or, or someone was like, hey, we need to redesign this. And mm. he redesigned it. More structure. It's more rigid. Mm. 
It's like, oh, okay, looks like a machine or some like broken or not broken, but some warframe type organ looking thing. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it works now. Yeah, yeah. makes more sense. Makes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that one was tricky, my God. Yeah. Well, speaking um, of tricky, what are some of the hardest challenges you've had as an environment artist? Could be Tenocon, could be Railjack, could be Fish. Me specifically, as a kind of broad stroke, not anything specific, but I can't get into specifics. I'm sure you can. It's more <laughs> on the design part because my design skills aren't strong, though I am getting better at it and I have a lot more opportunities. Like right now, I'm, I've been given a level in sentient mm. stuff. So I, even though I'm not a level artist, mm -hmm. um, it kind of freed up. And so I took the opportunity and I'm working and designing that level and speaking with you know, the level designer and whatnot to make sure we get the gameplay across and also working on the main prop that's in that space. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely design, whether it's designing the level or we have a rough sketch of something, or maybe even the concept is concrete and we put in the level and it just doesn't work. And we have to like, hey, we don't have to design something else for this or that. Um, I'd say that as a general bubble would be the most difficult challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and a lot of the players are people who don't know about the dev side of things and how things work. There's a lot of thought process and rework and revisions that go into it. You just go through so many iterations and sometimes we love this, sometimes we don't. Like for example, um, like the Acme holes that people are you're dropping out of now. Mm. Uh, initially, we didn't really have those. Mm -hmm. It was just, you go to the airlocks, mm -hmm. which is in the operator area. Which we that's never how used. You got out. <laughs> yeah, and that's how you got out, which is like, okay, if we have we're in a firefight, we have to go from either the side turrets mm. or the cockpit and we have to run all the way back. Right. So we started putting those everywhere to make it more convenient. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of times it's like either you balance between realism or what you want as an artist and mm -hmm. designer and if it's fun and gameplay. Mm -hmm. So it's yeah. on that spectrum a lot. And actually those helped a lot from a demo point of view because we could use, you could see two different parts or three different parts of the ship and we're both like exiting out of the ship, right? So you yeah. see more. And also, at one point it was broken where if we all used the same one, it would crash. So thanks. I, I think I remember that. In, yeah. in one of the, you guys were talking about it in yeah. one of the yeah. devs. Well, things, good thing we have four other exits to use. Yeah, there's, there's six actually. Can really? you go through the cargo? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, you can now. Okay, yeah. but you guys haven't really shown the cargo. You've briefly shown we, briefly yeah once. the very beginning, it was like a really quick tour of yeah. what we could. Because actually, other than showing off the railjack and that beginning when Reb loads into it, yeah, yeah. most of the time walking through that was so Danielle and I could load into it and not crash. <laughs> so yeah. that's why she was doing it to her. Also because it's really cool to look at and yeah. showing something new. But yeah. Yeah, initially we had two exits and now we have six. If you don't include the cargo bay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah, just... Arquin Canning being the best one. Yeah, that was job. definitely the funnest. Yeah. Seeing oh, it in yeah. action, I was like, oh, sick. And he pierced through the hole, and then with the electricity, whoever did the effects. I don't, that came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting the effects to be like that. Yeah. When they punched uh, punch through the hole, I was like, oh, whoever did the effects, genius. Yeah, yeah, because the way they did it, it it's yeah. kind of like... It was great. What yeah. you expect from like a superhero movie or something. Yeah. Absolutely. It's we really just need, epic, like right? the punchy sound effects to, to follow that now. Yeah, when we were doing the demo, it was like that wasn't there, and then all of a sudden the next run, it was there. And we're yeah. like, whoa, we're yeah. like, oh my god, what did we do different? Like, nothing, yeah. we just added this crazy lightning effect. 
Uh, so speaking of Railjack, do you have any more memories from TennoCon that you remember working on, or just like you said, the reaction from the crowd? Any kind of memories? Well, so uh, I mean, this year it was cool, but I have an anecdote from last year. Oh, um, last year is the best. So one. basically, <laughs> I was I was in the crowd, right? And um, last year, there were like two kids in front of me. I think they were like 10, 12. Uh -huh. And when we showed the demo with the spaceships, right? One of the kids in front of me, he jumped in the air out of excitement. I was Aww. like, wow, like if you can, you know, trigger that kind of response, that's crazy, right? Yeah. So like for me to see how gamers react to what we do, because, you know, we work like pretty much in a sheltered environment. Like, you know, we work on our stuff. Like, you know, we, we don't see... We don't have any feedback from the world, like from gamers, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And, and suddenly and also, they see it, yeah. you know, and then they have like a huge reaction. It's really cool to, to witness, I think. Mm -hmm. And also a lot of the players, they usually react to not so much the environments, usually it's with bugs or weapons or characters, not so much environment art. A lot mm -hmm. of the, not just Warframe particularly, but a lot of environment art artists, if we're doing our jobs right, either they notice it like, oh, this is fantastic, mm -hmm. or they don't say anything good, they just pick up on the bad stuff. If we, it's kind of skewed and weird. If we do a good job and no one notices any of the flaws or things that we might have missed or put in, then we did a good, they did like a fantastic job. Yeah. All right, back on track here. Uh, what sort of influences did you draw from when working on different environments? Like maybe some video games, movies, or other artists? For the listeners here, Maybe they know this, but like the Tenno style is is highly influenced by sea creatures. Mm. You know, like calamaries and squids and stuff like that. If you look at Volt's head, you can see it, right? Literally. It's yes. like a yeah. Little squid um, head. And basically we look at like fauna and flora. So you can look at animals and plants. For the Railjack interior, for example, we really looked at car design, automotive design, and mm -hmm. we looked at car designs that were kind of organic looking. So mm -hmm. now because of new manufacturing technologies, they can actually make cars that look much curvier, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of them is Infinity. They make really cool cars. They have some very cool um, concept cars that are very you know, curvy and flowy and some nice creases to catch some highlights. So we try to, to use that because we have this new tech with the Deferred uh, Lightning System, right? Mm -hmm. We can... We can have really cool reflections, more complex lighting. So it was a cool way to make the surfaces interesting where, mm. you know, you have like this, this nice curve and then you have like a little modulation in the reflection, right? We look at like product design. So it could be like, I don't know, like a perfume bottle. It could be toys. There's a lot of people at work who love Gundams. Mm -hmm. There's like a, <laughs> I don't know, there's like a, there's a channel like, I don't know, there's like probably like 10, oh, 10 yeah, 15 yeah, people yeah. and lots of people like, like Cass, for example, she's crazy about gun oh, guns these insane. days. So yeah, like we look at different things, right? So we, we don't really look at games. Strangely enough, like we, we want to do our own thing. And I think that's why the game looks so different. Mm. Yeah. Because so like it's also part of, um, there's a culture at the office where we try to think out of the box. Mm -hmm. We want to go in the, into the uncharted territories right we try to see like is it different enough 
can we make it more interesting mm -hmm. idea wise like how do we push this to yeah, be how even do we push more this, right? weird yeah. like <laughs> like matt for example mm. or steve mm -hmm. they really push every time oh yeah it's and like they're very no, courageous and brave in that regard because like mm -hmm. if it fails and you know it fails and we learn from it at least and, we try <laughs> yeah and then we rework it and you know we get some fantastic mm -hmm. stuff like the dog days event was freaking fun even though like they're so afraid wild. of water but we're still using water guns, that's fantastic. <laughs> that was ingenious. I was not expecting that. It was so cool. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, to touch on what Lionel said, we don't really look at a lot of games. The only time we did was we'd have our designs. I mean, most of the time environment artists, we don't f design our stuff from, um, from scratch. Mm. Most of the time we get it from concept artists. Mm -hmm. And that's if it's like, hey, all the concept artists are, are you know, bogged down and they're busy and we need some cowl or whatever to fit over this here then we'll design but usually it's we have a concept already mm -hmm. and going from there sometimes we're making it, it's like this kind of looks like something you'd find in another game mm. um and so from there we'd be like okay we need to change it or design it so it doesn't look like it's from something else um, more so than hey let's look at this and see if we can pull any ideas or stuff from it Warframe is so different from everything else that we can't really pull certain things. Right. Maybe the general sense of the idea uh, we can, but yeah. usually not, especially like sentient stuff, for mm, example. It's just so weird. <laughs> yeah, which is so weird and different. Yeah. Um, yeah. They put a lot of work into that because there were a lot of uh, different take on that design, on oh, that yeah. kind of visual language. Mm. And I remember like it was interesting, but maybe it was not iconic enough. And they pushed again because the they're like, it's not yeah. singular enough. Mm. So they actually spend many, many months doing concept art explorations, right? And I think it's probably when Marco, I think he made a concept that everybody was like, okay, this is what we want. Yeah, it was like a kind of the tipping point. Oh yeah, we for the sentient stuff this is another tangent, but I think from what I remember, we went through like three or four big iterations. Because initially we had one art. This is like maybe. Three years ago, we started to dabble in, hey, what was the sentient tiles that look like? Mm -hmm. And it looked like innards and bowels and, and stuff like that, mm -hmm. where you'd have like fleshy bridges going from place to place. And then that got kind of shelled because we're working on other stuff. And then at one point, it reminded me of um, like the movie Aliens with mm -hmm. some of the detail because mm -hmm. it's very high repetition, very noisy and dark and kind of like gross and and shiny and mm. looks like it's sticky or, or slimy and slimy yeah, yeah wet i was like oh this is pretty cool it looks like it'd be nasty to be in there mm. smell gross but it's pretty cool <laughs> and then when i got brought on the project i'm like oh it's so different now yeah it's the, the new direction which which i feel it's more unique than what's already out there mm. yeah. yeah i'm excited for that I've seen some. It's a lot of work. I know. Well, Jeff was saying on the one dev stream where we showed it off for the first time. Yeah. The fact that it went from, I think that like that tile set originally was just going to be for the new war quest, and then yeah. it's like, no, we're going to make a whole new, whole new everything, new you know enemies and all that, and it was. It's kind of what happens here is you get one idea, you think it's cool, add it into something. No, no, this needs to be its own entire thing. Let's do something wild with it. All right, uh, so I'm going to ask the last question of where people can find you if you want people to know your social medias. So I have a, an art station you guys can check out. Oh, it's Atomic Boy. <laughs> so Atomic uh, lowercase and no space oh, on our station. You can find me there. Hmm. And uh, my name is Lionel Kregu, C-R-E-G-U-T. You can probably find me anywhere. Hmm. 
can't remember what my name is. I think it's just Brian Yu spelled the correct way, B-R-I-A-N. What do you uh, mean, spelled the correct way? Because some people spell it with a Y, and that's incorrect. Oh, do they really? Sir? Some people spell Brian with a Y? Yeah. Weirdos. Yeah, Wait, isn't so... Brian Adams with a Y? Yes. Is it? Right, yeah. Yeah. Probably incorrectly. So <laughs> it has to be with I. You should, same, you should send him an email. Yeah. Dude, your name is wrong. <laughs> your name is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry uh, about it. So it'd just be Brian Yu on our station, and then I guess on like Twitter and stuff, it's Epion, but it's spelled 3PY0N. Making it real difficult. Yeah. It was from like 2004, 2005. 3, 3 okay. Pion? It's an Epion. It's based on the Gundam Epion. Oh, right. Gundam right. Wing. <laughs> We've yes. come full circle. Back to Gundam. Yes. Nice. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Brian and Lionel for joining me on Deconstructing. Thank and you so much for me, having us. No problem. And we will see you next time. Thanks, guys. A big thank you to Brian and Lionel for being on the podcast today. And thank you for listening. Tune in next time for another episode of Deconstructing.